Welcome to a new episode of Poised to Shine, the place to be to own your ambition, be your advocate, and advance your career. Hello, everyone. Welcome for a new episode. Today, I want to talk to you about stories. Yeah, I mean stories. As humans, we are wired to love stories. From the dawn of time, we love the stories. We love to meet around the fire and there will be a talented or not so talented storyteller repeating some myth about the gods, some myth about natural elements like the sun, the rain, the thunder. And that's how most of the mythology got created, right? And think about now, even in this time of social media, we love stories. What you do on Facebook, and, and even now when apps like Instagram introduce the use of stories, is because they know that seeing a full story, seeing more of a person even makes it more interesting, more real. And think about stories as well. When it comes to uh, an interview, when the interviewer is asking you a question, you are very much saying a story. You are telling a story. There is a beginning, there is a middle, and there is an end. Or I certainly hope you're doing that. And you're the hero of that story because you're showing you're showcasing your your successes you're showcasing what you learned what you've done and uh, how you say that story has a big impact on how the interviewer will see you so why stories matter stories are part of us, are part of the human race they give us uh, an idea or give us examples things we can relate to Sometimes they give us an escape from reality. And uh, there is a part of us that roots for the main character. It's rooting for the good guys and some of the well-written bad guys. Usually in a story, you have uh, a hero, secondary character, a villain, and sometimes you do also have a victim. How you say that story changes how people receive it. So think about a joke. If you say it very well, that's funny. If you cannot really tell the joke in the right way, it falls flat. I mean, as any stand-up comedian knows, it's not easy <laughs> to tell a story with the right intonation, way, and uh, using the right words. Luckily for you, that's not what to expect. What I want you to reflect on is, in your story, are you the hero or are you the victim? Or at times, maybe you are the villain. When I just became a manager, I got sucked in sometimes trying to help people that clearly didn't want to be helped. There is a social model of human interaction called the, the drama triangle. It's a tool used in psychotherapy and specifically transactional analysis. We're talking about the 70s here. This is a model that has been out and about since the 70s. So in a novel, we will have, as I mentioned, the hero, the villain, secondary characters, and, and uh, a range of cast that fall into different things, into different roles. In Karman, drama triangle, there is a connection between how we might shift our role depending on the situation. Karman was definitely inspired by theatre. 
and uh, he was even a, a member of the Screen Actors Guild. We have someone who is a victim in this triangle, okay? And uh, the victim thinks that the world is against this person, uh, feels victimized, oppressed, and, uh, you know, helpless, sometimes hopeless. Then we have the rescuer. Those are the people that are always going to jump in first and, and try to rescue someone, you know, that let me help you. But why? It's because uh, the rescuer is a bit of an enabler and uh, feels uh, guilty if uh, he or she doesn't go to the rescue. And uh, I fell completely into the trap of that, by the way. I didn't realize that I was the rescuer. I thought I was being the good person. And uh, I was just trying to help, you know, someone who needed my help. The issue is when you focus so much on someone else's problems because you're not facing your own problems. Or as a manager and as a leader, you might focus so much on someone else's problem and care about those problems more than they care about the same problem. And you're definitely not empowering them to solve their own issues. And finally, we had the, the victim, we had the rescuer, and the last uh, uh, character, let's say, is the persecutor, you know, so the villain. And that's someone who is uh, a bit more controlling um, and uh, usually can be uh, a bit of a control freak <laughs> and definitely tends to, to, to do rely on blaming. And uh, what I learned is that there is a thin line between uh, blaming and controlling and holding people accountable. The moment that you're dealing with someone who plays the role of a victim, not consciously, but they're still in victim role, if you're trying to hold them accountable, they will see you as the persecutor. The important thing is that you don't see yourself like that because there will be a tendency to, to question if you are, and, and I think that's healthy. As long as you understand that uh, your actions are based on rational and uh, rational facts and not on the gut feeling that uh, you are blaming the rest of the world because things are not going well, or you're blaming your partner because of silly things. So that's, I think it's very important to understand. But what happened is that sometimes in life we do shift along these three characters because sometimes we might be a victim and another time we are the rescuer. The role can change based on the people we're dealing with. So if you think about work, which role are you taking? Are you the victim because you feel powerless and hopeless? and you're upset about some changes and you feel that it's someone else's fault and you cannot do anything about it? Or are you the rescuer, always helping other people in the job, in their successes, constantly supporting people that feel down, sharing a lot of your energy and maybe not getting so much back? Are you focusing so much on other people's issues that you're not addressing your own? I know a couple of people like that. I spoke with a couple of people among you like that. So I know that there is someone listening 
that falls into the rescuer description. I did as well, but I also know that I fell into the victim part as well. There were times when I wanted to blame everyone else but me. When I thought that it was someone else's responsibility to fix things and that I just had to sit and wait. And guess what? And this is going to be a recurring theme here. But nothing changes until you change. And it doesn't mean you have to change who you are authentically. But it means that you need to get up your ass and start doing some work. And instead, if you are dealing with someone who plays constantly the victim, sometimes they are not aware. And the only way to unstuck them out from that role is to refuse to play the role of the rescuer or the persecutor. Don't play either one of them. And they will have to sort it out by the time. They cannot play alone. To be a victim, you do need a rescuer and a persecutor. Definitely persecution. And it can be maybe a more of a theoretical persecution, might not be something concrete, but as a friend, as a partner, as a boss, or as a colleague, don't play alone. Otherwise, you get sucked in. And finally, the persecutor. So the villain. There will be times when you will feel almost put in the place to play that role. Just realize that and shift that. And now I'm sure you will be asking, how do I shift that? And like, seriously, is that so easy? Then why not everyone else is doing it? And for me personally, I realized that I felt the persecutor when I had to have some tough conversations with people, when I had to tell them off because they didn't do the right things when I had to hold them accountable. And initially, I was feeling really guilty about it. Or I was feeling like the bad guy. I think the intentions are what make the shift. If you go into this situation with the intention to blame and make the other person feel bad for what they've done, then you are the persecutor, okay? You're trying to cause a reaction in this person to make them feel less than. If you go in the situation, if you go into the discussion, if you, you know, set a goal that is not about blaming faults, but addressing what happened, spread accountability, and then move forward, then you are not a persecutor. Maybe you are more of, I wouldn't say a judge, but you are more neutral. You know, it's more, I would say, accountability and development together because you're trying to hold people accountable for what happened, but there is there should be a development piece in there, which is, how can we move forward? And then we're not going to keep blaming this person for what happened two months ago. That's super important. Now you know about this. How can you apply it to your own life? And if you have signed up for my Flex Your Confidence Challenge, this is the time to take action. And if you haven't signed up, you're still on time to do so. 
link will be in the description and make sure once again to take action to develop your confidence to develop your leadership skills the only way is really to do something theory is great as long as you try and test it and apply it read as many books as you want i truly encourage that but then just go and apply it and see what works for you because what works for someone might not work for your specific situation might not work for your um, uh, job might not work for your current development stage if you feel that you need a more hands-on approach and extra support just book a quick call with me and we'll see where you stand and where you at and what we can do to help you okay so what happens when you use a story in your life think back even without thinking back let's say that you meet someone new and you're talking about yourself how do you talk about yourself what are you telling people about you are you presenting yourself as the hero of the story or as oh i really wanted to progress but um they didn't promote me or they promoted someone just because they were friends do you see the difference i could say the same thing but saying like yeah i've been working on my development i've been really working i'm i'm hoping to get that job i'm closer to getting now i've been working on it for a while it's 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 just a small change in the way i present the facts and is not for others people benefit that's the important key how you tell your story is not for others it's actually for yourself your brain will internalize how you talk about yourself i don't know if you know this but sometimes your brain does not distinguish what real and what's unreal okay it's logical it accepts things at face value if you say i am stressed out your brain will say okay jane you're stressed out and then try to understand why and try to solve that problem if you tell in a story so to others but basically you're talking to yourself as well that you're a failure your brain will internalize that and things sums up because one day 10 days 100 days of negative talk and you will start really believing that that's the reality that there is no other reality instead what i want you to do today give it 20 minutes set aside 20 minutes to do this 20 because you might need to think about it to to find different ways to to find different words especially if you're not used to do this but if you take an event in your past that is showing you in a victim role i want you to rewrite that story it can be the story of you know when you broke up with someone or it can be the story when you quit a job and depending how you are saying it it changes completely the narrative and it changes the narrative not only for the people you are saying it to but for yourself you need to place yourself as the hero of the story 
You are the hero. The story is about you. All of us are living our own main storyline. I don't know you, but I I love that fantastic soundtrack <laughs> for my story. I want one that is upbeat and kicking ass and uh, with slightly funny moments. It's really about what will work for you. But to have that, then you need to be the hero of the situation. And sometimes it's the choice. You can decide that what happens to you is uh, a disaster, is, uh, you know, the end of the world, or you can decide that that's a challenge that you need to overcome because that's part of your storyline. And you know how it is in every good story. Things start up sometimes with, you know, intro, small challenge, a bit moment, oh, wow, bigger challenge. And then sometimes another big challenge, when you think that things are going bad, things get worse. But then they wrap up. And please don't choose to be in a drama or a horror movie because I just, uh, no. <laughs> just pick something where you know that, yeah, that situation was really difficult. Maybe it sucked big time, but how you're going to say it? Is gonna change a lot. So I give an example, and that's a personal example from a private life. I was in a long-term relationship with someone and things didn't work out. As soon as it happened, when it happened, okay. I'm not perfect. I definitely, definitely felt like a victim. I felt like it was all his fault and, you know, he wasn't doing this and he wasn't doing that and uh, he should have done that. Actually, you know what? I was a bit of a victim and persecutor now that I think about it. What I had to do is take a step back and, and realize just from a logical point of view, we weren't a match. And that's nowadays what I tell people. Is like he's not a bad person by any stretch of the imagination. He was a great guy. Just we were seeing things so differently. We wanted different things, even from a basic um, hobby or a basic affection level. We showed affection in different ways. And there are some ways that work and they complement each other. Ours didn't. That's something that, honestly, I could have seen a bit earlier if I had taken the time to look at things from a more detached and neutral point of view, which, of course, I didn't back then, um, but have done since then. So if you look at the story that you keep repeating in a negative way, well, how else could you say it? How else could you reinterpret the events that happened? I'm not saying to lie to yourself. I'm just saying look at the story and be neutral and factual about it. And don't fall into the trap of narrating your life from the victim point of view or from the persecutor or from the rescuer. 
take the hero. You can be the hero. And you deserve to be the hero. Okay? So you decide what do you want to be. And I can tell you, being the hero is so much cooler. Because you know that you guys to call the shop. Yes, there are challenges along your way and there will be things that don't go exactly as you wanted. But you do know that you do have the power to control your environment. You know that you do have the power to shape things. And you're not supposed to sit in a corner and just let life pass by. You can and you will succeed. I believe in you. And now it's time for you to start believing in yourself. So I'm looking forward to see which stories you're going to rewrite. If you want to share them, you can also email me at nicoletta at poise2shine.com. I'm looking forward to see what you will achieve. Have a great day. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and to join the Confidence Tribe on Facebook. And remember, confidence is the inside job you need for the job you want. Have a great day.